Emily's got COVID, but thanks to the magic of radio technology, we'll talk with her a little bit today. But mainly, it's my boy Spinny and I getting in a few fights. We were pissy today. Well, I was pissy. We were pissy for different reasons. Not pissy at each other, but hopefully we took the piss out of it and had a good piss together. Not urinating. I mean, pisses and getting drunk. Oh, Point being, uh, welcome to today's show. Hope you enjoy it. Give us a rating. Give us some reviews. And follow us on social media at CJ Morgan Show. Most importantly, help us settle the upcoming Dad Rock debate. Well, let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard. Don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show. So we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Well, gosh darn dang it, it happened. It happened sooner than anyone thought it would happen, almost as though we're magicians of predictifying the future. If you listen to yesterday's show, you might notice that uh, we had a a little talk with our friend Emily. Yeah. You might notice that you're not hearing Emily's voice. Let me transport you back in time to yesterday's show and the hot topic of discussion with young Emily. My parents had it, and I was supposed to go visit them, but I canceled last minute, and that's when they got COVID. But now my roommate has COVID. And I know you're sitting here, like, looking at me like, oh, Emily, why are you in the room? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Yeah. Dude, just do it like uh, people used to with uh, chicken pox. Just go rub tummies yeah, with your like, roommate. I'm going to have to get it at some point. Like, when is the best time to get it? Um, but I don't know. Like, do you think that I can hold out for three weekends, three big weekends with big crowds and with a lot of opportunities to catch catch the vid? It's, do you think it's I can make really... it? Well, she she didn't make it. She didn't hold out officially no, this morning. Emily no. tested positive, so now Spencer, the clock is uh, ticking upon yeah. us. When is it gonna When is it gonna become our turn? For the clock to tick down and for one of us wow. to have the unfortunate text message that goes to the rest of the group, hey, man, you need to get yourself checked. I, uh, <laughs> I have this uh, thing going on and I just, I'm... you know, I went to the doctor and you should, you should, hey, man, you should, you should really probably get yourself checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I got my fingers crossed because I got this back in June, COVID, and you can be immune for up to a few months. The uh, average, I think, amount of time is about two to three months. I'm right there on the three-month cusp. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You're hoping. I'm hoping. But hope in one hand and crap in the other, which one fills up faster? The funnier thing is, like, I'm feeling all tired today. Now, this isn't different than any other day. I'm always tired. And I'm just like, oh, it's got to be COVID, right? I'm sick. It starts to become a psychosomatic (laughs) fear thing of uh, maybe I have it, maybe I don't. And you were like, I got to get some DayQuil. And I was like, oh, no, CJ got it now. I uh, go go get some DayQuil, man. COVID's tearing us apart. The the fear is everywhere. Um, So Emily, thanks to the magic of radio technology, will be appearing sporadically throughout the day and hopefully getting lots of rest. And most hopefully, we won't get it too because I was already in a pissy mood. And as soon as I saw that, I started thinking, man, I have it. No, I have it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get it. It's now funny. this is gonna ruin my month. We were freaking out in the in the text, like just like texting about stuff and just like overthinking stuff, letting our imagination, that anxiety, take a hold of it, and just think about how everything could go wrong. And then I was mad that I didn't want to take a week off with the changes to the radio station and show. Yeah. Because instead of using my last summer week of vacation, I was like, no, you know what? We're gonna 
We're going to do this damn show, and we're going to be at work together. Now, oh, that's all gone. I might as well have taken off because I'm about to get sick. Well, you don't know that. And plus, if you did go, maybe you would have got COVID there. I guess so. It is random as hell. And on a serious note, you know, it's spiking. There are more people getting it. Hospitalizations are going up, whether you want to believe it or not or think this is just a yearly minor cold or not. Listen, can we all agree on one common ground, one thing? Can we unite here when it comes to the the topic of COVID-19, whatever the hell Omicron we're calling it now? Can we all agree that getting sick sucks? Yes. It's not fun to get sick. Yes. So can we try not to get sick? <laughs> yes. Is, is that, can we just agree there? Yeah. Do you like getting sick to own the libs? I do. I, I don't know. Look, look, when you put it that way, though. It sounds a little lips. better. Um, <laughs> well, either way, after sports and school and everything being back in action, uh, just be extra careful. Wash your hands. Do all that crap just to try not to spread it or to try not to get sick. And again, it's random as hell. Uh, you went years being around us, and we got it. You didn't. You Dude, were yeah. with me on my birthday to the day I got it. Yeah. Uh, I was on a cruise ship in an airplane filled with family that had it, and I didn't catch it. Yeah, I went to Nashville and in, in, in Engaged in a lot of touching with a bunch of strangers. Uh, I won't get too into it, but then I came back, and a week later, I got it somewhere got else. Got it somewhere else. <laughs> just, uh, well, it's random and weird as hell. Yeah. Let's just hope we didn't get it from dumbass Emily. Pick up a book, you dummy. Don't throw it. Read it. I didn't mean to call you a dummy. I'm a dummy, but it is National Read a Book Day every September 6th. It's observed and encouraged that all of you out there pick up a book and read it because reading books makes you learn them fancy words. That's right. They didn't say you have to read the entire book. You can literally just read the title. Put it back down. And then you are done. Spencer, what is the last book you've read? Oof, it was a Roald Dahl classic, The Big Friendly Giant, a.k.a. BFG. Pretty good little children's book. And I was like, you know what? I haven't really I never read it when I was a kid. So I was like, I'll read it now. It's a book that I got as a gift and just never touched it growing up. I thoroughly enjoy at points when I would get into books and, and read them, especially yeah. uh, when I was in college and was doing the cliche reading like Hunter S. Thompson and stuff <laughs> like that. But there it's, mm, it's it's fascinating because it has moments that actually makes your imagination kick into overtime and you laugh. You feel like a. There's a, a, not a scene, but there's a part of a book I remember quite vividly um, where some conflict was going down and it was kind of relatable. My heart was racing. I had to put the book down because it really does draw you in in that way. Uh, like a lot of forms of entertainment are now so visual and, and, and it takes up everything around you. So your imagination doesn't have to do a lot of the work. And that's right. what I think is uh, one of the most things about books. That's the best thing about books, especially... If you want just a little bit of quality alone time, like you get to be intimate with whatever you're reading and sort of escape into that. It's it's the one of the earliest forms of escapism that we've all been provided, just aside from storytelling, you know. Straight up reading. From I haven't read to mouth or whatever. A book in uh, quite some time. The only time I would is say ooh, ooh. if I'm arguing with someone about a historical fact or especially, you know, I'm I'm big into military history. I have a lot of books on many a subject of history and I would go and find the book where I knew this thing was and look it up and be like, all right, yeah, so this is this is accurate or this is actually how this went just to either prove someone wrong or reinforce or to change my own thinking about 
uh, what I remembered a historical fact being. So I've never, Ooh. I haven't read one in a long time. I've only used it to go and and research. Double check. I guess I was gonna say rereading a book is extremely interesting at times. Here's a good example of a book that I reread as an adult versus Playboy. when I was like a high school. No, 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 no. I mean, come on. Got to reread those all the time. Anyway, Great articles. Catcher in the Rye is a good example of a book that I interpreted differently as someone is a teenager uh, versus someone as an adult. So I think I reread it again a year or two ago. I was like, holy crap, this is good, but for that's, the different reasons that I found myself. That's an interesting point. Because Be- as a teenager, I identified with the teenager in the book. Oh, everyone's a phony, blah, 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 not realizing that he was coping with something really traumatic. And as the adult reading it, I was like, oh, man, this is a really sad book, and I feel bad for this Holden Caulfield, and he doesn't seem to have or, anyone that's able to sort of help him besides maybe one of these teachers. When you're younger, you're often forced to read these yes. classic works of literature, and so there's a different mindset, whereas now, I think it's a great idea. Go back and read a book you had to read in high school. That way, for example, uh, I read Catcher in the Rye you know, high school and later in life, and I found the book to be just as boring later in life as I did when I was younger, but for different reasons. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, but that's, uh, it, seriously, that's a, that's kind of an interesting take to, to look at is to go back and revisit well, stuff that you were forced to read and study. Well, you have all, and I was never forced to read Catcher in the Rhino. A lot of people were, so I guess maybe that experience for me is different, it not being thrust upon me. But the fact that I, I have all this ex- life experience and now I can sort of understand where this kid was coming from in a book, whereas when I initially read it, I was like his age, maybe 16 or something. So it was a little different. I'm like, oh, the world's a certain way that I think it is in now, reality. No. My question is, Woo. listening on Audible Books. or listening on Spotify or li- wherever you listen, do audiobooks count? Back in the day, it was like a big VHS cassette uh, a casing that had three tapes in it. No one was doing that, but now it's so much easier to do it. And I recently just started reading Game of Thrones again. I had never finished the book. Um, uh, the I, yeah, I think I got close to the end of the first Game of Thrones. But the problem was there was so much reading and so much knowledge that I constantly had to jump over to, to Wikipedia to go and be like, wait, who is this house again? Who is this family? Where are they? Like, I would go and look at maps and and get drawn away from the book, and then I would accidentally spoil, like, Rob Stark's death. Spoiler alert, sorry. I did that early on, and so that kind of sucked and ruined one of my favorite characters for me. But the thing with with rereading that is I'm just in that mode right now, and it's great. But then uh, as I was doing stuff last night and had to put the book down, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check it on Audible, and then listen to this narration on Audible. Sir Waymar had been a sworn brother of the Night's Watch for less than half a year. The Knight towered above Will and Garrett on their smaller garrons. He wore black leather boots, black woolen pants, black moleskin gloves. Now, I know that's going to put most people to sleep, but mm. not just in that book, but in many books, the narrators, the professional voiceover artists are incredible, yeah. and it's almost soothing just to listen to them talk rather so, than me have to walk around, or not walk around, sit there with a the book, whereas with an uh, uh, online book, audio version, sure. I can do whatever. Here are my thoughts on that. I still think it counts as reading a book, both technically, because of the term, you know, I'm going to go all uh, 
pedantic here, but the term read, you can read something aloud, essentially. You're just having someone read a book for you. And as long as you're paying attention and it's not like, you know, you're stocking stuff at work or you're in the middle of like a hobby or something where your attention is diverted. That's the best part, time to listen to audiobooks. And you're also losing, you're losing some of your imagination voicing the characters and you're looking and reading a written word really helps you understand that word, how it's used, maybe how to pronounce it even. Uh, I don't know. Go read a book or don't. Kids going viral on TikTok and turns out it only costs a thousand dollars. And now it's time for Emily's CJ's. social cues. That's right. Who knew that virality was so expensive or maybe so cheap? Uh, but it's not quite what you think. A five-year-old is going viral because his mother discovered that uh, random stuff was being ordered. Showing up at the house over a thousand dollars worth of crap, including Jeez. including a hot tub. How was this happening? Well, the mom, thankfully, recorded it. Alexa, get me a monster truck. It jumps twenty three inches off ground. Alexa, add forty five kid Spidey walkie talkies to my car. Alexa, add a little hot tub to my car. So uh, he's being reasonable. A little hot tub. A little hot tub. Not a big one, but I mean, did (laughs) did you just order forty-five spiders? Something, something. Look, that's for his friends, I assume. I guess so. Uh, (laughs) But it's kind of nuts to think about as a kid. um, This seems like a game, and it doesn't seem real. Imagine young CJ. Yeah, having essentially. A Santa Claus device yes. where I could tell it what I wanted and then a present showed up and the my, next day. My parents, I don't have to get them to say yes or no. They don't have to go get it. It just shows up at my door. I just get oh. it literally on my oh. own. <laughs> it's so crazy that, um, I mean, luckily Amazon, pretty good with being able to return stuff. Who right. knows how far down uh, the process went. But the father shared the video on TikTok showing his five-year-old son ordering stuff on Amazon and asking Alexa to add it to the cart or to buy it or to add it to the cart. Uh, of the $1,000 worth of crap, apparently the hot tub itself was 500 uh, um, I was going to say, like, yeah, that probably took up the bulk. <laughs> he also started asking for other things like water slides. I think yes. that's what he said. Yes, uh, he knows his priorities. Uh, rocket ships and all that. So Yeah, you uh, got to visit space at least once. Fun uh, reminder, you can disable voice purchases on your Alexa app if you haven't done so already. Uh, The dad says he did get a refund. He regrets not keeping the hot tub, but ended up getting the money back. But again, it's still just nuts to think about. As a kid, when you were at the grocery store and you wanted that toy and you pointed at it, your mom would be like, no, man, you can't. We don't have the money for this. And you're like, well, I don't know what the hell money is, mom. I I want that toy. Do you not love me? Other kids get it. I want candy, too. Why don't you love me, mom? Why are you being a bitch, mom? Yeah. Why? And then she'd smack me and say, you don't use that word. That's right. I'd say, fair enough, but I want that candy and toy. And that's kind of how you're acting by not giving it to me. But you eventually, over time, kids kind of learned the the value of money, be it through their parents um, giving them an allowance or, or chores. You know, even. Yeah, yeah. We've even talked about debit cards that you can get for your kids right. so they have money uh, 
That sounds a little crazy at first. For a five-year-old in this instance to literally just have, (laughs) let's think of this in a five-year-old's brain once again. You have a magic box that you can ask wishes, and then the next day, Santa drops a present at your door. That's rad. It's so rad. I would love that. I, would I wish too. I do I love that. I, I love I, it too much as an adult. I was going to say, I wish I never knew what money was, and that way I could just use this without any sort of cons. Maybe not, but... <laughs> I eventually had to add my own uh, credit card to my... Uh, <laughs> your, my your account with... My uh, fiance's your, yeah. hey, man, uh, Amazon account. She had to put so. down the uh, the law at some point, you know? You've been, you got real busy buying, like, a flamethrower. It's really easy to buy what stuff. Else? <laughs> and Stained glass when stuff. you just need it the next day, when you need a flamethrower, Spencer... You're, how much would your birthday sucked if I didn't have that flamethrower and set my yard on fire to where neighbors started honking at us? Uh, it would have been pretty good still, but I guess that was something I'll remember forever. It was, it was a moment that <laughs> stuck out for sure. You got a little too rambunctious, man. Uh, you can see this video on TikTok and the stories up at the New York Post. Again, ordering a $500 hot tub, 112 water slides, and much more. Uh, the lesson of this is... Come on, let your kids have that magic uh, toy box. Just let it, let them let let all year Santa deliver the no. The the lesson is, I'm saying is good, sorry, I was looking up hot tub prices here. Good on you, Alexa, for choosing the cheapest one. It seems five hundred is pretty reasonable for an Amazon hot tub. I guess <laughs> thank so. you. So we're looking out for our interests a little bit. Uh, here's the deal: if you're a parent, if you got uh, Amazon Alexa, whatever those kind of things, uh, you can set you can disable the voice purchase because us annoying radio people be like. Alexa, buy diarrhea medicine. You know, so Alexa, buy toilet paper. And then the, sometimes if your radio's just on in the house for the dogs, it might trigger that. Also, you can play the radio via your Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 101X. Yeah. Uh, but you can get rid of those sound things and, and make sure your kids aren't buying it. But always, as my fiance learned having me along, always check your cart and make sure. Uh, what you're getting is not a $500 hot tub. Or, man, this kid was going to have a party. 123 water slides. Hell yeah. I have a few things I'd like to send you in text. Here's point A, point B, point C. Please respond. Welcome to the Parent Pickup with Matt Bearden on the CJ Morgan Show. Maybe you're getting the kids in the line. Maybe the line is something you're doing in the bathrooms at night because you're alone. I don't know. Either way, the segment's for everyone. Right, Matt? I, I guess so. I just found out from my kids that apparently I don't text correctly. Uh, both of my <laughs> kids uh, pointed <laughs> out that I, I text I text too many words. They say, your texts are too long. Okay. And it turns out that I am what uh, some experts may call a paragraph texter. Oh, so you, ask your, you yeah. ask your kids, what are you doing when it should be W-Y-D? No, it's not even that. I'll say... Uh, your mother and I have plans this evening, and in order to facilitate that, I need you to be ready by uh, 6 p.m. If you want me to make dinner, A, what would that dinner be, uh, and and B, uh, do you plan on cleaning it up? See, I, I, I've already snoozed. I don't know what you're See, saying And anymore. I don't get that. <laughs> I, I am absolutely floored. How the F am I supposed to communicate with you otherwise? Well, yeah, it's not yeah. just your kids. I have friends where I do that too to them, and they don't answer all of the questions I've asked. I'm like, I've literally laid it all down. You just have to take the seconds Humans to read it. Humans have communicated <laughs> in a particular way 
for a millennia, and suddenly we've decided that it doesn't matter anymore. Do they want you to break up the paragraph into individual texts? Because I, I know I'm that pisses this some in. people off. I'm bringing this in so that you all can explain it to me. I am finding out from this uh, article that I have a, what's called an anxious-leaning attachment style. Yes. It says, when yeah. you are a paragraph texter, oh. um, you prioritize <laughs> consistent and in-depth communication. What other kind of communication is there? <laughs> it's frustrating to me. Of course I want consistency in the communication. And of course I want in-depth communication. How else do I get my point across? And how else do you communicate with me? They go on to say that if we uh, throw anxious-leaning attachment into the long-texting equation, peek underneath the, hood, the surface, uh, they say that you find a deep longing for validation yeah. and a desire to feel wanted. Yeah, that sounds like me, well, actually, I, yeah. I, I, because I need... The, you need information. They're like, oh, you feel wanted. That's what they're trying to say, I guess? I feel like it's or just the like easiest way to lay out a point. I do that, too, with y'all. I'll send out large texts and try to put dashes. Just but apparently, but it's, because you're from, uh, you're, it's because you're a millennial and not... Uh, a Gen Z or a Zennial. Now, I turn to our resident young person. Yes. Emily, on, on Emily, the cusp of Emily, Gen Z. Yes. as your generation might say, WTF. Yeah. <laughs> WTF, LOL. Um, see, what I'm confused about is I, I'm on the cusp, all right? So I'm a uh, Gen Z millennial cusp kind of person. Right. So when I first had a phone, I had a flip phone and it only had the numbers. So then you'd have to like press the one three times to oh, get to yeah. a certain letter. The T9 system. Yeah. So I Classic. grew up knowing text messages as an efficient way to talk. And right. it cost money. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm confused about why your kids who have grown up in a generation of iPhones where you can easily type out sentences and like the point of using an iPhone is so that you could, you know, communicate effectively. And that's why you don't have a flip phone. So I'm confused why they think that writing, like, has it just gone back? Did it never, did they did, just do want the kids it to be short? To I be thought short you were going to be able to help me by saying, here's that. Cause you, even when I said, I, you said you already snoozed and checked out of my supposed. Yeah, I tell you yeah. exactly how you're supposed to do this, Matt. You're doing it wrong. And I'll tell you how the kids do it these days. It's so weird that we've now come full circle you see this little microphone here? Oh, Touch yeah. this and go, Mom and I are going out tonight. We need you dressed by six. Let me know what you want to eat. Send. They I w- literally do that. I wish they, I was kidding, but I uh, while I was in sending traffic. Vo- sending voice memos is the way to go. I sent a voice memo to my roommate earlier. So okay. I think okay. CJ might actually be correct. Uh, send a voice memo to your kids. Isn't that that's full- even worse. Now i got to listen to something? It's like a voicemail, except for quicker, and it goes away. <sighs> I think we hate voicemails, leaving them and listening, but now we've come to where it's like, text me, don't call me, blah, blah. It's now full circle to where leaving a voice text. In conclusion, this is where I think kids are. They're so used to immediately being attached to their phone that if I text, they're going to be right there texting back and so they can have these short conversations. I'm leaving a text the same way I would an email or a message. Here's all the information. Here's what I need from you because I'm not expecting to hear from you maybe for two hours. (laughs) That's true. You think that overwhelms them a little bit? Like it's a uh, writing project all of a sudden from school or, oh, God, I I, I don't know what they think. They make no sense. I don't (laughs) like them. Matt Bearden and Spenny on the C.J. Morgan Show. Turns out we're doing it all wrong. You're supposed to put butter on your sandwiches. You look fat as 
I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! CJ's fat is only going to get fatter, and believe me, I have. Uh, if you're eating butter on every sandwich you make, as a matter of fact, apparently it's very European. Spencer, did you know that the Europeans are classy and cultured, unlike well, us swines? They have a lot less sugar, if any, in their bread, so they got to compensate somehow. Well, over here in the colonies, uh, we do flavor. like our things sugary, sweet, and great. But apparently, uh, another internet thing that's going around... Europeans are kind of shocked that Americans don't put butter on our sandwiches. Um, let's go to this quick clip of a young lady here in the States, in the colonies, making a sandwich for her and her boyfriend and kind of explaining how the European way might be the right way. I'm making sandwiches for my boyfriend and I, and as I'm doing this, it occurred to me that French people do something very weird with sandwiches that I think you guys would find strange, so I wanted to share it with you. And what they do, it's like a classic sandwich. It's ham, cheese, and butter. Literally, just swab it on. No mayonnaise, no mustard, just butter. <laughs> and listen, I know you might be thinking that sounds gross. It's actually so good. Is it healthy? No, of course not. That's what we eat over here. Butter sandwiches with ham and cheese. And it's good, dude. It's good. Don't knock it till you try it, okay? So there you have it. You leave off all the condiments, and uh, you just have butter. Uh... No. Let me address a few things. Make um, a sandwich the way you want, damn it. I, I will say European butter's pretty great, but sure. so is our butter. Here's here's the thing. We're America. We're a capitalist society, and we don't like one thing on our sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, mayo is way better than butter on a cold sandwich. You want to get real hype? What about some Miracle Whip? Ketchup. Mustard. Ketchup on a brown sandwich. Brown mustard. I'm just saying, like, we have barbecue sauce. <laughs> Here in the States, we have a variety of condiments that our companies, thank you to Kraft. Heinz. Uh, Heinz to everyone out there uh, to keeping us going in a flow. We, we have so many options for extra getting, stuff. Getting teared up. <laughs> Ranch. You can put that on a sandwich. Oh, that's insulting. It's really good, dude. I've done it. I've no. made, a like, a, a turkey sandwich. Ranch does ranch. not need to be on everything, although I do appreciate it. We have an endless but, amount of condiments, and I yeah. think that's kind of part of it. Is where your what a base <laughs> condiment for a cold American sandwich is just going to be like mayo or something. Here's the thing: I don't believe this person went and explored Europe and got the taste of entire continent of Europe. It's different. It's different <laughs> not everywhere. All just putting butter. Yeah, in Italy they put marinara. <laughs> so I'm oh, come on. I'm, I'm saying this person sounds ignorant for just assuming it's a monolithic mindset over in Europe. In, in, they got mayo. In fact. Mayo was supposed to be the original dip for in, French fries. In England, they put beans on it on their sandwiches. <laughs> I'd spread some beans uh, up in there. Uh, but yeah, Germany, you have some hot mustard. Uh, mm. The point is, is she kind of recognized that the Europeans are making fun of us online for not doing this, but we do put butter on sandwiches. Yeah. Toasted sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. The, the butter, melted butter is the only way it's getting into my digestive system. Yeah. It's I don't, just I don't so like, much better. I don't like butter in its current form. I love it there. It's nice to spread, but I want it to dissolve and just disappear into the bread. Not who just puts, have, who puts cold butter on cold stuff? butter no or one. room temperature butter it's on stuff. It's not good. Melted butter's the way to go. I guess they don't have AC over there in the Europe, you know, so the butter just melts on its own. I will say one time while eating popcorn, I didn't cut the butter up enough that I put into my already movie theater butter popcorn. <laughs> and so I got a handful of popcorn and just the cold butter. <laughs> and it was that Kerry Gold salted butter, like the really Ooh, good kind. Good stuff. Yeah. And I, I just ate that butter with the pot. It was good. I would have too. It's actually, we're just but gonna, it was kind of 
kind of warm. <laughs> we're complaining for no reason. Uh, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make us some sandwiches this week, and we're going to see okay. if... Uh, should we mayo, right? Or do you think we should try... Depends on the sandwich. I got an idea. I'll make three sandwiches for us each, and we'll cut them in half and try them. Simple sandwich. We'll use turkey. We'll use lettuce. And maybe a tomato. Maybe a tomato. A tomato might, it might take away because it's, it's already Sometimes. juicy. Simple sandwiches, and then on one we'll use butter on the bread. Okay. On another one I'll use mayo, and then on a third one I'll do some crazy CJ stuff, and maybe I'll get the Parmesan garlic sauce from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings ah, and add it on. That's, yeah, that's the one you're going to eat alone. Okay. No, well, I'll try it. I don't care. We'll find out. Dude, Anyhow, Europeans, uh, they're better than us, and they say you should put butter on your sandwiches. That's it. Me? Try no. it out. Toast it. It's got to be melted hot butter. Yeah. Or... Damn, Miracle Whip's good with some bologna. Oh, man. I think the problem is, is they're eating butter out of a cow, like actual fresh churned butter and whole grain real wheat bread. And like yeah. you said earlier, we're just eating processed crap. Yeah. Why don't you get some more processed foods and we'll come back and talk, Europe, okay? Yeah, Europe, you're not better than us. Stop having basically every grocery store be a farmer's Who market. Who won the Super Bowl, Europe? Mm, <laughs> let me think. Not you. Did Real Madrid win the Super Bowl? No. Don't think so. Yeah. Did Manchester United? Uh-uh. Why don't you go back to where you're from? Hey, Spencer, real quick. <laughs> uh, who's undefeated in two world wars? Uh, the world? The United States, baby. Two and O oh in world wars. Welcome. I was listening to the Morning X the other day, and if you missed the podcast with Jason Dick uh, and Nick talking about why Jason was fired, you should definitely check it out, especially if you were one of those a-holes on the internet that just bitch about everything radio. Uh, you should apologize to Nick. Maybe Emily, too. And uh, uh, maybe you, maybe to me. Yeah, apologize to us just to get it out of the way. Apologize to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but it involves drinking at work. And again, I'm going to let you just go and listen to the Morning X podcast, 101X.com. But it uh, reminded me of a time I got busted drinking at work. And oh man, it was uh, it was very uncomfortable. It was very awkward. Okay, set me up here. Was this uh, during the weekend? Was this after hours on a weekday? So during... we have, we have a lot of booze here at work, like all the time. Always have alcohol here at work, and I wouldn't drink like while I was working or doing something, but I would constantly. You know, after hours, or I lived right behind the station, so I'd come here. To, oh, yeah. I would come here to like do work, but also just get drunk, so my uh, my fiance wouldn't get on to me about drinking or whatever. And like I said, we always have alcohol Sneaking. available. Well, one Sunday, I've already got a fine buzz going, and suddenly I don't have anything else to drink. Oh no! And then I remember there is something else to drink, and that's where we're gonna fast forward. Through this Sunday, all the way to Monday, when uh, our coworker James here, who's uh, you've probably seen at a lot of events, taking pictures, hanging out, having fun. Uh, James, you come into work on Monday, and what's the first thing you notice when you go to sit at your desk? Well, I noticed that my brand new delicious bottle of Tito's has been drinking about three quarters of the way. <laughs> oh, damn. I didn't, didn't even finish it. I thought I'd, whoa, I, whoa, I didn't realize I replaced okay, it. I put it back. That's geez. even worse. You brought it back. Okay, so you had, uh, we give away a lot of bottles at work. I think it, I think yours was even wrapped, like you had won an award or it was given. Either way, you come, yours to take. you come to work and, and what's your reaction to seeing that your bottle of, of expensive Tito's vodka, it was like 30, 40 bucks for that b bottle. It, it's mostly gone. 
Well, uh, my first thought was that I know that we work around a bunch of alcoholics, but um, I didn't realize that the they situation were was that bad. Yeah, you didn't think they'd have enough energy to get upstairs and <laughs> look around in the uh, sales and other departments, traffic. What else? I don't, know what, not even know what else goes on up there. Yeah, isn't it your fault for leaving it out? <laughs> no. Oh, honestly, I was just tempting everybody around. So. And, and, and you caught someone. That's... Well, uh, <laughs> somehow our engineer Chuck finds out that this bottle of vodka was not just taken. It would have been smarter if, yeah, I grabbed it, if I just kept it. Because oh, then I... it's less obvious than, you... a have, than an unopened bottle of booze on someone's yeah. desk is now... Well, it's like there's a third of it left. You didn't think of maybe writing a note to James, being like, hey, man, borrow this. We'll get you back on Monday or whatever. No, I didn't because <laughs> the, I was the drunk the and I wanted more booze. So hard, man. You know, Would you have accepted like a note where he's just like, hey, man, sorry about it? Like, that, would that not have just like set things off or... Honestly, the the excitement of the investigation itself was just... <laughs> yeah, uh, so what happened there? Basically, it's a Monday, and nobody's really trying to do any work, so... As, as yeah. is tradition. You know, <laughs> the uh, thought of trying to hunt down the culprit of this bottle became kind of a compulsion. We get everybody. excited about that when something happens in the building, looking through the cameras yeah. and, and hunting stuff. It's, it's like, usually food missing. Right, from the kitchens, and so someone, took, someone took my casserole. So you're hunting wait. it down, and what do you see? You know, I never got to see the footage, but I assume that it was of you drunkenly stumbling in on a weekend taking the bottle and then later returning it like two hours <laughs> later just coming back up there yeah you're just having a good time man that's pretty much what happened so uh the difference why i didn't get in as much trouble as i could have or should have is i was up here on a sunday all right and i did it's a day, it's a day the, of worship the liquor stores closed on this day of worship in our fine state of texas and i happen to remember that earlier in the week i spotted that bottle on james's desk and i was like oh there's a bottle up here so i'll use that and i've already got the mixers perfect good sunday and monday my plan was to wake up early buy him a new bottle and just be like hey dude i drank this here's the replacement when's an alcoholic ever woken up early exactly that curious. was problem yeah. number one <laughs> i slept in but i did when i first got to work i brought him a bottle and i think you were like oh it was you i thought it was you or something <laughs> like that well i was like oh it's you that's cool because you know if it had been someone else i'd have been like oh someone you really didn't like you just kind <laughs> of just like me get some you know so some boundaries. Right up or something going on. Uh, after I do that, I get back to work, and our engineer, Chuck, calls me. He's like, dude, uh, come here. I need to talk to you. And I knew it was serious. You can always tell when it's a serious talk. And he sits down at his uh, computer, which is like a bunch of screens, and he points to a video and plays it, and it's me taking the bottle. <laughs> and you then feel cut like you're, to me. you feel like you're in trouble with the teacher? I, it's it's pretty big deal. I mean, drinking at work and stealing. Yes. Uh, I did tell I was like, dude, I'm sorry. It was Sunday. I didn't have anything. And I was like, I've already returned a new bottle to James. Like, I've already got him. I already replaced it right away. It's done. But it was one of those moments when I realized, like, oh, man, I got to I gotta chill with this for a moment. Yeah. Like, I'm not just <laughs> drinking at work. No. I'm, I'm stealing from my coworker's stash. It wasn't even a stash. It was a gift given to you. It was an unopened thing. It was a trophy. It was an award. Right. Did she, did she st Pooped all over. I couldn't think of the word. Absolutely. Sorry. Now, did you drink any of that before you gave it back to him? No, I gave him. I did <laughs> okay, hand yeah, him good. a. I gave you a full bottle, right? 
Full bottle. And I didn't okay. take it again because I've done that with our coworker Beto. I would drink his stash and then I would get more. You're like, he hasn't opened that one that I gave him. It's technically mine. And then I would come back and drink more of it. Well, I think with that time, remember back then I kind of had a full bar like at my desk and then the Christmas party happened, get back from the holiday break and apparently everybody had just been taking shots and drinking all the alcohol and just left everything all over my desk anyways. So they drank, oh, so man. you're already kind of annoyed. That's not cool. Well, that, that was after the first time. Actually, just the other day at Fun Friday, I had a bottle of champagne that uh, everybody was sending me photos of drinking <laughs> after I'd left. So. It sounds like oh, it, it wasn't a fun Friday for you, but uh, it was one of those moments That's where it's like, oh, man, I got to stop doing this. But now the whole point of this is I discover with uh, Jason Dick's podcast on why he got fired that I wasn't the only one sneaking and stealing drinks at work. I have a brother in arms. And you can uh, listen to that, 101x.com. Moral of the story uh, if you're going to steal your coworkers' booze and drink it at work, uh, make sure to write them a note. Father. Wheel of Time's got some fans upset. The Walking Dead won't die and more things that'll be streaming in September. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. nerd. Great news, Walking Dead fans. Uh, if you just couldn't get enough of all the dead yeah. and all the walking they're doing, cool. uh, you're getting another new one. I didn't even know this was in existence, but September 10th, we're getting The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon Season 1. <laughs> That's right, following our beloved crass character, Norman Reedus' uh, Daryl, is uh, going to be back in his very own episode on AMC+. Plus. Uh, telling his tales of how he became a loner and became a vital part of the survival of the post-apocalyptic community yeah. that he was known for hanging out with. I just feel bad for Norman Reedus because this is going to be who knows how long before they let him like wash his hair, you know what I mean? Just greasy. <laughs> he still hanging there. Just has to be nerdy. Uh, fans are excited <laughs> about that, but it seems like everything The Walking Dead has done in the last couple of years, even starting with being excited about Fear the Walking Dead, it takes a turn and pisses their fans off. Yeah. It, it keeps uh, finding a way to just alienate even the people that are kind of excited about it, but in the middle, and will Walking Dead ever die? I don't know. Another thing pissing people off, uh, fans of The Wheel of Time, if you've read the books, if you've been a big part of that, not too excited about season one, and now with the changes and everything coming up in season two. Oh, no. Upset about that. Really? That actually started September 1st. It's uh, on Amazon Prime. And the Wheel of Time has been one of those that fans of the book are, you know, you have it with everything, with uh, Harry Potter, with great, or not the Grateful Dead, with Game of Thrones, uh, all the these different the things. The Witcher more recently is the a Witcher big example too. of fans uh, being upset. Yeah. It has been more and bigger and louder than anything I've seen in recent time with fans of the Wheel of Time series um, being very upset that the source material is being changed and moved and completely not in sync at all with what they're getting in the television series. Yeah, and if a lot you of people, wanted to make a, a thing like that, just say it's inspired by the book, not actually take whatever and then just do whatever you want with it. That's what we're bothering people with The Witcher that read the books. Now, if you're ignorant like me, game, yeah. you just go and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, this is entertaining enough, which is fine. Enjoy it. I hope you do. I, yeah, I watched but, it like that, and I, yeah. I was fine. It had some yeah, dumb yeah. parts, but I enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of dumb, Venture Bros coming back. 
There's the Venture Bros. Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. Uh, uh. September 2nd on Max. No clue what it's going to be about. No, we've even got but adult. But it's the Venture Bros. we got Adult Swim bringing things back for nostalgia now. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, now Venture Bros. Cool, I guess. That I can take. Uh, and maybe <laughs> once I see John Wick 4, I'll get into the Continental. Uh, from the world of John Wick, if you're a fan of the show, the violence, the Keanu Reeves not having to talk much, you're getting a whole ass world of John Wick. So all the mysterious stuff behind the the... The underground network, the right, continental, the, the, the coins, the, the governance of it. I'm down for that because I'm it's far some of the more, lore. Yeah, I'm far more curious about that than John Wick himself. I've seen it. I'm done with it. I love you, but I John don't care Wick anymore. John Wick was about the action and violence, but this is going to go a little more into the, the underworld right. of what operates they're behind it. They're playing the game, and perhaps there's some Game of Thrones-esque politics going on. So now that's uh, cool. going to be on Peacock, another uh, <laughs> streaming platform that I yet have to add. Once again, and if you have Paramount <laughs> Plus, uh, this one's been getting some pretty damn good uh, feedback. I have yet to see any, any of it. I'm a Star Trek fan, but they have an animated series called Lower Decks, which kind of focuses on like the not the heroes, yeah, the I underlings, like, the weirdos, all that stuff. Yeah, I like the concept of just like some dude in a maintenance shaft as an engineer or something. He's just like, oh, grumble, grumble, grumble. That's literally who it's supposed <laughs> to be. So if you're a fan of that awesome. or uh, new to it, check out uh, on Paramount Plus's uh, Lower Decks streaming now in September. Austin's own Lego man. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Turns out we might be liking dad rock. I mean, music is something that goes on forever. Bands can constantly make new stuff, but what what exactly is dad rock? Uh, kids these days are saying our bands are dad rock. Yeah. When I think of dad rock, you think of, uh, these are very cliche, Steely Dan. Yes. I hear that, I think dad rock. I think that's grandpappy rock uh, Bruce rock now. Springsteen. Grandpappy. Dad rock. Neil Young. Dad rock. Grandpappy. I mean, I took my dad to see Neil Young. He plays a song about his dad. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of cliche uh, dad rock you would think there. And then you have modern examples of dad rock. Wilco, Dave Matthews Band, hell, even Weezer is dad rock. Yes. But what happens when the kids start saying our rock is also dad rock? I might not like it, but these bands are definitely considered dad rock now. Oh, somewhere between the system of a down? They just, they just went My Chemical Romance and Deftones? Oh, man. That's messed up. So that's a minute-long TikTok video of uh, the Gen Zers telling us what dad rock is. Uh, you heard Bullet for My Valentine, Skillet, Fallout Boy, Three Days Grace, Muse, Deftone, Slipknot, Avenged Sevenfold. And then I started thinking, don't be mad 
at the kids for saying this. They're right. Be mad at yourself for getting old. Let's say, let's go. I did some math here, Spencer. Let's say we go back in time. Yeah. Um, Back when things were fun. You're 18 years old. 18. Okay. 18. When when Fat Lip came out, the last song we heard there from Sum 41, uh, that came out in 2001. (laughs) That was 22 years ago. That means you're 40. Uh, You know what 40 is? 40's peak dad rock age. I put peak dad age as being I adjusted for the time, the economy, and the way things are shifting a little bit. I'm going to say peak dad age is 37 years old to 52. Oh, man. That puts you at 40 being dad, and that means some 41's fat lip could be dad rock. That is dad rock. Uh, It's father rock, if you will. The first song we heard, Toxicity by System of a Down, came out in 2002. So if you were 18 then... Guess what? You're you're still you're 39. You're dad now. It is still dad rock. That's right. Even if you don't have kids, you're a daddy now. You're dad. It's daddy rock. Dad age. Uh, mm. The only thing I have to say about this is, to me, dad rock wasn't. It doesn't mean that you age. can't argue it. You I, cannot argue it anymore. Well, this is a new generation of young people moving in. Now they get to define what dad rock is because they're listening to all the cool hip stuff. Nothing is cool and hip. You'll learn, kids. You also will get old and become a dad. But here's the thing. Dad rock had a sound to it. Yeah. Dad rock, I'm not saying it was as soft as yacht rock, but it had a sound and it had a vibe regardless of how old the band was. Or the song itself was. Age does play a factor. Dad rock is music you heard your dad listening to. Thus, when I mentioned Steely Dan, Bruce Springsteen. But dad rock also had a softer rock kind of vibe to it. I don't think you can say Avenge Sevenfold is dad rock. But, uh, I mean, All American Rejects are in there, too. It's sort of a mixture of all types of current dad rock. I don't think you can blend emo or other some genres i just don't think blend into dad rock regardless of what the kids say this was the old ways of dad rock now we're into a new more progressive type of dad rock that's why muse is on there progressive rockers even no rush rush could be dad rock Rush, Rush has it's Rush a, is dad rock. Rush has a softer it's that's the whole thing is is you can't just lump in everything because it's old into dad rock. Being old in and of itself mm. doesn't make a band mm. or a song dad rock. It's the vibe of the it's something that a dad puts on his socks, then his sandals and goes to Lowe's and is jamming out to maybe it's Wilco or Dave Matthews or Jimmy Buffett. That's peak dad rock. Okay. But well, it doesn't was, mean that everything just just because it's old as dad rock. That don't I don't I don't agree. Just because there was a peak of dad rock because our dads and maybe their dads listened to some sort of rock that we considered dad rock. This is now the new dad rock. I'm sorry. It's That's not. How it's it just works. it's just plain rock. I get it's some of it's dad metal. If you want to go that far, dad metal. We got Avenge Sevenfold up in there and some Disturbed. Maybe okay. Maybe skillet. if you want to do that, maybe if you want to add subgenres of dad music, I think we should and put the label dad before. Like this is dad emo. Yeah. I could go with. That. I don't think of uh, when I listen to Bullet for My Valentine or My <laughs> Chemical Romance. I don't think of dads listening to that music. But, I think of when that's that's mom emo is what that is. Dad's dead because they're dads now. 
Yellow card is dad music. Age system doesn't matter. It's the sound of the music. system of the down is not dad music. It's not the how old the song is. Well, it's the vibe and the feel of the genre. It's the same thing for hip hop. There's all that school, old school head stuff, and it's dad rap now. That is. That makes me sad. I even wrote down dad rap. Wu Tang, yes. Jay Z, Tupac. That's all dad no, rap. Those guys were dad I, rap like a decade ago. But yeah, I, I hate this mumbly crap the kids are doing. Nah, man, you got to keep up with the time. Some of it's pretty dope. It's impossible to keep up with the times when it you is. when you when your back hurts this much <laughs> and when your kids are keeping you up all night. Why does thing? Why do things have to change? Here's the thing. I'm not worried or upset about the things changing. I'm just saying that when you break it down in genre, you can't just use how old something is in and of itself to determine if it is. For example, alternative rock, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, that is alternative rock. Ooh, ooh, that ooh. is not classic rock. Ooh. Classic rock has now become in it's it's that age of music. It's it's the 60s to the 70s. It's okay. Led Zeppelin, it's Pink Floyd. That's classic rock. Old. Then you have oldies. Oldies doesn't mean no. just because a song's yes, it old. Did. It's oldies. Yes, it did. They played Michael Jackson on the oldies at one point. It's all old. That's what oldies was. That's, but that's not what oldies is defined as in, in musical genres. Oh, Jesus. Oldies this is 50s and 60s. This isn't a musical genre thing. This is a time thing. This is a time stamp. I'm saying and now this is dad music. I'm saying it's not a time stamp. I'm saying just labeling the time makes it. You can't fight time, CD. I'm not trying to you fight time, can't. God damn it! You That's can't. not my effing point of this whole thing. My point is you don't want genres to of no, dad music. No, that's that's not it at all. And here's a completely dad rock song, by the way. Uh, there you go. You want to find that TikTok and yell at that kid? Go do it. He's right in some ways. He's wrong in many others. Coming up, more dad rock. An APD officer is in trouble, and I'm asking, is it really that big of a deal? That's what we're going to find out. If you woke up uh, this morning or were up late last night, you might have noticed a video floating around the Internet as you were scrolling of a road rage incident. Turns out it was an APD officer and he might be in a bit of trouble. Austin police confirmed that it has launched an internal investigation into a road rage incident involving an off-duty officer. What are you gonna do about it? I'm in my lane, you're cutting me off. You're, you're literally trying to run me off the road. What are you thinking? You have your kids in the car, bro. You have your kids in the car. The video went viral and internet sleuths later found out, uh-oh, uh, the dude is actually an APD officer. Off duty, no. So you gotta know, man, you're, you're gonna, if you're getting videotaped, it does make you angry or somehow. Yeah. You gotta fight that urge. Look, when you're in a rage, it's difficult. It is very difficult. That's not me. Actually, no, I have a little compassion because I've been in road rage incidents, but I'm not saying this guy did the right thing. Yeah, I whatsoever. Very much uh, <laughs> gotten angry, gotten like, livid. But damn it, man, you gotta try to chill when you're check in yourself, a car, dude. Especially if she claims that his kids were in the car too. Now I didn't see him. But you no, know, you mean. don't I'm see not the a, kids, you just see him. I'm not in a court of law. I would assume she's not saying that. Just, you know, she's in the middle of an interaction. So uh, it's got to be true, right? Even before I found out that was a, a Austin police officer, am I just are, am I just completely oversaturated with exciting, over-the-top, insane road rage videos to where, to me, this one was, was a lot of nothing? 
Yeah. It, it, there was nothing about it to have this sudden anger and out. We're like, yeah, dude, you're a police officer. You should hold yourself to a higher standard. In theory, that's what they're supposed to do. In practice, I don't know how well uh, that ever goes yeah, on. Yeah, we're all a bit but, human. But again, like that's just an angry dad on a road trip. That There was nothing in that. He cussed at her twice. Yeah, he bumped her car, apparently. He, see, I didn't see that. Me, uh, me either. That's okay. in the report. Um, but that just seems like a, a whole lot of... That's just an angry dad trying to get over. Uh, I have a little more of the clip from uh, KVU that kind of explains what's going on. This video of the interaction went viral before people on social media figured out that he was even an officer. The woman involved says she was driving outside of Dallas in Garland when the off-duty officer cursed her out and bumped her car because she wouldn't let him over. There you go, Spencer. So that changes it all because he made contact with her car. That. Yeah. That is where you're out of line, sir. Yeah, but I mean, again, maybe don't try to squeeze in at the last second, a-hole. But, I don't know if he was doing that, but he's in one of those trucks that looked like he was doing. You know, was she being mean for not letting him over? Possibly. Uh, what led to the entire thing? It happened in Dallas, though, man. But like, if you, someone doesn't let you over, you go, oh, that sucks. That person's an a-hole. You, and you don't flip them off. You don't bump someone's effing car, man. Listen, also, once you get in front of people, they have your license plate. Yeah. They can lob empty water bottles that have just a little bit of water left in them yeah. that are left purposely like that so they can lob it at you just in that case. Oh, man. What are you? How hmm, How much you want to bet that this guy might have had a Punisher logo in the car? <laughs> just <laughs> you know one what? of those idiots. Uh, that's uh, it. That's <laughs> Misinterpret this uh, literature. So it happened in Dallas. Uh, to me, why? It matters that he's a police officer, sure, but should someone get in trouble for that? Is that worthy of getting in trouble? And I guess if the he only reason it is, her. is because, yes, he hit her vehicle. So and, then that changes it. And as a police officer, it'd be nice to know that this guy who wields a gun for his job doesn't his, lose his, his temper, his temper on the... Yeah, you know what I mean? When we're out there getting shot, and by we, I mean just civil, civilians... We would like to know that you're on our side, police officer. So you're thinking overall that, yeah, this a person in this sort of position should be held to a higher standard. I agree. Though, I don't know that he should be fired necessarily. In this particular instance, that's something different than this hypothetical we're discussing. If it was just him yelling, reprimand. I don't. I really don't know. But like, yeah. And then maybe that he the assaulted other thing someone. I kind of thought of was is it's he was out of his jurisdiction. Like he's yeah. not. It's 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 in, it's not in the Austin city limits. So then, does it matter as much? I don't know. He didn't. We've seen off-duty officers pull guns, yeah. and things happen much, much worse. Oh yeah. But will it get worse? Mm, I don't know. They're going to investigate it, and you know what <laughs> happens every time I investigate this show? It's perfect. Thank this you. This show's always perfect. We Internal do every, investigations. We do everything right. Always turn out to be the best. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, biggest thing in local news so far. Uh, next up, uh, we oh. might have some cold weather coming in. Oh, that's right. Um, is it going to be that much of a change? Nah. Not necessarily, but uh, there's a lot of tropical storms and stuff forming in the Gulf, so we might get some scattered clouds, northerly winds, and Spencer, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to announce... Uh, we might be in the 90s next week. Yes. We you're might. A, oh, man. If you're if you're working outside, you you notice that. I remember when it was like that week where it was like 106 and 108, and it was maybe later in that weekend. It was like, 
going to be 102 that day. It was a noticeable difference walking outside in the morning. And I was like, holy crap, it feels like Christmas or something. So, yeah, if you're one of those people that's got to do roofing and stuff, working outside, saw a bunch of roofers recently in my neighborhood, you're going to notice. That job sucked. I used to do that. That job absolutely sucks. Uh, Hopefully it won't bring too much humidity with that as well. And uh, with the record heat and the drought we've been having, another reminder Again, uh, to be very careful because we are still in a wildfire dangerous situation. Uh, we don't are flick a- your cigarettes. Don't have campfire. You can't have burn trash. You can't have fires in your yard. Don't do it. It's been very windy. It's been dry. There's got, been a drought. Got any old neon signs near any, like, you know, dry grass? Maybe move those inside. Sparking things that are uh, behind your car. And listen, I'm the guy that set my yard on fire for Spencer's birthday. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I love fire. It's worth it. But you got to be extra careful. Either way, it uh, look like we're getting a little bit of reprieve next week. Oh, thank you. Did you know? Exciting one, because we're going to talk about Genghis Khan, or Temujin. Did you know? Uh, the Great Khan may have killed as many people with swords and arrows as World War II did with tanks, guns, and even the nuclear bomb. But should I break this down and really get into it? Should I, should I explain this a little more? You're going to do it anyway. Kind of how... I want to know. I want to know. It is Did You Know? Well, Did You Know itself is just about random facts we find on the internet that are true because we started with Did You Know? But Genghis Khan did... Okay, eyes are glazing over. Emily, I'd rather hear your Did You Know than my facts on one of the greatest armies that changed the entire structure of society and it still has echoes to this day. Okay, well Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan whatever you whatever you want to call him move aside because there is one man that we all really love more and that is Mr. Santa Claus himself. Yep. So I am unglazed. Let's go. <laughs> Santa Claus, did you know? Um, and I say, did you know? This is probably for the younger people in my generation that didn't know that during a 1989 Christmas television broadcast, a Santa Claus encouraged all children to hold the phone to the TV, tricking them into dialing a 1-900 number that (laughs) automatically charged several dollars to their parents' (laughs) phone bill. Man, that's rad. Old school scams. Uh Uh-huh. I was alive then. But I have no recollection of There's, this. You can watch it on YouTube, Cause weird, actually. Because like, the dial tones, actually, that's what... The, the tones were how you dialed. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was so, an actual thing. That's genius. Yep, so they uh, tricked a bunch of kids into spending some of their parents' phone bill money, which I find hilarious because whenever I would watch TV as a kid, I would see all of those uh, you know, TV ads for different types of child's toys. And man, I wanted to be 18 so badly. And still to this day, I have never called and tried to order something from a television commercial. And I think I should. I'm 25 years old now. I legally can. And I just want to do it once to fulfill that childhood fantasy of Don't. Mine. Can I tell you why? Why? Because the infomercials are not even about the products they're selling. It's about getting your info. And then a lot of those get you into a, uh, you buy the product, the two for, you will even throw in the extra blah, blah, blah. The I want to get well. the two for three. Yeah. But here's the deal. when you To buy those, you sign up for a service that gives you more things, and then it's impossible to cancel, and then they have your information. Those yeah. are those are Emily, all giant scams. don't listen to him. You want 12 cassette tapes for one penny, <laughs> and I know the way to get them. If Santa Claus tells me to, then I will. 
Uh, did you know? Do we know? Uh, did you know? Uh, uh, unless you're at a specialty grocery store, you generally can only find three types of mushrooms. White button mushrooms, cremony ma- mushrooms, uh, which are a little bigger and brown, and then portobello mushrooms. Mm. Do you know why you can usually find those three varieties of mushrooms? Because they're all the same mushroom. What? Uh, they Did start out small and white. They start to brown, and then they eventually mm. become full-size portobello. Yeah, it turns out those things that we think are three different kinds of mushrooms, just the same mushrooms, just, just the different sizes <laughs> of it. Oh, adult man. teenage yeah. version. And the, the, so you're eating man. baby mushrooms. They didn't even get to grow and have a full life. They will in my stomach. And those aren't the best mushrooms either. Spencer, what do you know? Did you know? Fun fact here, if you didn't know this about our lovely city of Austin, Texas. Did you know when the city of Austin asked people online to name their solid waste services department, the winner was the Fred Durst Society of the Humanities and Arts. Fred Durst, of course, being famous for being in Limp Biscuit. Yes. And the city turned it down. This is another one of the great... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're... This is one of the great like moments where we turn a vote over to the people and they come up with stuff like this. Like there was one in uh, overseas where they wanted to name a boat or a train or something like, like Bodie that. McBoatface Bodie or McBoatface something. was the name that won. <laughs> uh, you're going to love this one, Emily. There was a, a Meet Taylor Swift fan contest and it was all these cute little girls and they're like picture and you voted for the people and they had a video but then like the longtime leader was some like just dude that looked like me just like a bearded guy and it became a bit to where everyone would just vote for him because they wanted him to win and then they changed the rules of this national radio contest to where he wouldn't win That's so yeah sad. so our our Fair uh, and square our democracy san- isn't real anymore it's huh? not our sanitation department is not named what spencer the fred durst society for uh, i scroll past it i really wish you how to make even the worst wine the best wine. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird or is it wired? Now Beard's here to let us know. Welcome to the CJ Morgan Show's, I guess, kind of sort of attempt at a tech segment. Well, it's not a tech segment. It's just weird and wired stuff I find out there. This one, you can, you can figure out. I, mean, I don't think it should always just be about tech. And I brought this one in really for Emily. Me, okay, really. Emily loves tech. I love a good Huge tech. Huge fan of well, tech. Well, no, this is I about. I love them tech. <laughs> and Mac. I see you as a young person. You're, you've got school debt to pay off. You've mm-hmm. got a whole mm-hmm. lot of other things. You're probably saving up to one day. You've still got uh, buy a house. Oh, I would not What's, yet. We just bought a car. Now I have no uh-huh. more money for a house. There's a big experiment online right now about how you can make really gross wine taste better, and uh, they're saying. By adding soda. Oh, I was going to say just by chugging it. You're saying, ooh, and ew. these people are saying, hey, look, it's not just common in Spain. Apparently, Tom Hanks sips on something called diet cocaine, which is awesome. a mix of diet coke and champagne. Ew. That's his drink, uh, which is a great name also. But people say adding some soda to a bad wine, so the kind of wine you get at Target for like $5 yeah. a bottle. Sure. They're saying you can really up that liquid trash big time right. with cheap soda in it. See, and I don't mean I don't mean just soda water, like club mm-hmm. soda. I mean things like um, <laughs> like a seven up. 
No grape soda, black cherry soda. You want to stay mm. kind of in the vein of of a red wine. I was going to say, if you're going to get those cheaper wines, you probably don't care as much about the taste. It's you're about just, getting effed you up. You care more right. about the hurt and the hole you're trying to Just fill. drink it <laughs> faster, and then yeah. once you're buzzed, you don't care. This yeah. reviewer says, hey, look, many terrible red wines have the same exact problem. They're one note, acerbic, they're watery. Adding a splash of even if artificial, fruity-flavored carbonated drink really adds a pop. Plus, you can add a little bit of ice, and it gives it a summer cool cocktail vibe. Mm-hmm. I thought you would like this, Emily. I thought you'd be she, like, oh, my friends get together, and and this could be nice. Because apparently they're saying, hey, look, it. I've started doing it, and my friends think I'm making them a really cool cocktail. <laughs> oh, a really good drink. They're like, yes. oh, my, I tell my friends... Oh, this is what they drink in Spain, and my friends are really impressed. We have to try <laughs> this. I was going to say, Emily, you're not a fan of sodas, if I'm not mistaken. That's the issue, But Matt. you are a fan of feeding people, so maybe I this am, is the angle you'd love. I am a fan of feeding people. <laughs> I am a really big fan of wine um, and drinking when I can. But I am one of the few people that don't like soda, so that already grosses me out. But I will say, I'll have, like, a cocktail, and it, it'll have, like, club soda or, like, something neutral in it. So, like, yeah, like a sparkling water. Yeah, soda. so, I mean, I can kind of see that, I guess. Uh, yeah, the answer is I will definitely feed this to other people. Well, Maybe yeah. not put it in my own body. Emily, you went to Europe. They do it in Europe. Europe. Like, um, it's so much, like, they're just so much more better people there. Yeah, they're, yeah, definitely. Maybe so it was the countryside of Europe, because I didn't really get to that part. <laughs> this so. particular tester said I made, I, I made a, a mediocre rosé Really shine with a cheap watermelon soda. So sugar is the key. Uh, I made a, a pretty okay Pinot Noir. Tastes fantastic with a, t- a touch of cherry soda. This isn't half and half. This is just like a little, little bit of an addition. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you save um, the soda for the, the, the next few glasses, yeah. too. I like that. She said pretty much every single thing I tried it with, it helped. Except for Yellowtail, which still sucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. Oh, okay. man. Yellowtail's yellow terrible. And there's so, no, it can't, nothing can be done about it. It's just really a horrendous, horrendous drink. A little bit of carbonation and a little bit of sugar. Yeah. That's, it's, just saying that's that the simple. tiny bit of carbonation is just enough to make it interesting. You put it on nice, but apparently, I guess the takeaway really is, you just tell your friends, oh, have you not had one of these? Yeah. This is what everybody in Spain, I spent a summer in Spain. This you is what we're sangria? all drinking. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then your friends are like, oh, this sounds great. Anyway, I guess it's kind of weird, but this is one of those weird things that also checks the wired box where I'm like, this is kind of a good idea. And if I can entertain everybody at my house with just two bottles of wine, that's way cheaper. That is. Are these pet peeves valid or not? Let's click upon the bait and discover together. Shall we? How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. How do other people make money on the internet? We'd have to put something up on the internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Yes, another clickbait corner. Continuing our discussion yesterday on clickbait corner. Are these pet peeves valid or just plain ridiculous? Uh, Number five is something that really pisses me off. Uh Will you agree? Will you not? (laughs) Let's start with number one that I think we can all agree. Whether or not this pet peeve is actually something to be validly upset about. And Spencer, you brought up yesterday, pet peeve by kind of definition is is a quirk. It's not usually yeah. something that everyone 
unanimously gets angry Usually about. Usually something that's a bit more minor. Like uh, I used to have one in school, and back when I was in school, uh, we'd use chalkboards. And whenever someone wouldn't completely erase whatever they had written up there before. <laughs> it just left a little. Yeah. So there's like barely anything left. Because pet, it pet does, peeve. I want to see it all cleared. Come it on. It does no harm to someone else, yeah. really. It's you trying to control those actions. But what about this? When someone puts their shopping cart in the cart return, but not in it, 82% of people think, yeah, that's a valid pet peeve. Here's why I agree, because then that cart can get blown out of the cart yeah. exchange. It can hit my car, it can dent it, and it makes it more annoying and more difficult for everyone else Ugh. to put their carts back in there. Dude, that, that's the worst, but especially if you just sort of diagonal, because there's a lot of people that come following and they're just tired at the end of the day. They're like, look, I made it to the cart exchange. Sometimes it ruins the line and it pushes us out into the actual aisle where people are trying to drive and park. I've seen it at very, it's busy hours at HEB. If you're disrupting society, your pet peeve is valid. Uh, what about when you're watching Ugh. TV and the audio and video don't sync up? And they're just <laughs> hey, a little uh, off. Oh, that bothers me so bad. Dude, I hate it. I hate it. And especially like editing video when it's not working. Because Jeez. sometimes, not to get too nerdy here, but the uh, the audio recorded from a, a camera might be a different uh, hertz or a, there's a lot of different settings. Point Physics being, stuff. When you line them up, it'll line up for a while, but then over time, the audio will will not sync correctly. And it, oh man, it makes me feel like I'm crazy. It bothers me. And I'm uh, like, how does no one notice this? Uh, 89% of people agree. And yeah. I, I, I say the same thing. Like a lot of times people don't, they're like, That's, it's not happening. I'm well, like, yes, it is. I was wondering if some people read the subtitles now, so they just don't pay attention to that always, the lip movement. But like, it's nuts to me that eight, people don't notice. Well, 89% of people notice. So thank God it's not just like we're in the minority, you know? Uh, what about when you turn red, when you turn right on a red, but the person in front of you is waiting to go straight? Very annoying. I agree. 55% of people say, yeah, that's valid to be a pet peeve. That's but here's for sure the deal. a pet peeve, but I don't The lane in itself is straight or turn right, so you can't you can't get too mad about that. It doesn't that. bother me. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in a, a, a mood, if you want to call it that... It'll bother me, but I also... I know it's on me. Well, I always reinforce that because my second thought after that is like, come on, man, you know what lane this is. It Uh, happens. Everyone everyone agrees on this. 93% say that when someone's driving under the speed limit in the fast lane, absolutely pisses me off. Pisses a lot of people off. And it does kind of fall in that pet peeve in the sense that they're not really affecting anyone, are they? They're not hurting everyone. But then when you think... They could clog up traffic. Yeah, yeah, they're making traffic. They're making... uh, uh, It it happened to me once on uh, the stretch of 290 going into Houston, where at some points, I think it turns into just like two lanes. And so like... Oh, wait, no, yeah, there's just a passing lane. I think it was 290 where it switches. And then someone's just blocking it. Right, so sometimes on in your side there's two lanes. and uh, Whatever, it switches back and forth, and people will just back that S up. And everyone's everyone's getting backed up. It, uh, it, create, it can even create dangerous driving uh, situations. 93% of yeah. people say, yeah, you should get mad at that. Get out the way. Uh, this last one really frustrates me. Uh, when someone eats around you but you're not eating. When yeah. someone's eating and you're not. Uh, that pisses me off. It really? drives me insane. Oh, uh, man. I'm glad I don't bring my food in here. Only, I, I don't notice it when you do it, so maybe that's a good thing. Only 9% of people say you should be annoyed by that. I think it's misophone. I think it's the sound. I think hearing it and hearing jaws and moisture, all that, like the, the chewing sound, it drives me insane. And well, yeah. we used to have a coworker that we would go and sit in on another morning show and just listen. And that was his break time, so we worked different shifts. He would always eat, and he was always just... 
Yeah. Made me insane. There's a lot of Makes, people oh. with this misophonia, right? Misophonia, yeah. I, think I have, that a, might I have be a buddy why. who has it. He gets to get real annoyed at one of our good buddies, too, who would chew. And he'd be like, Why are you chewing so loud? I'd be like, like that I'm sounds not. fine to me. I'm just chewing. <laughs> yeah. This is me all the way off. There you go. That's today's clickbait corner. Pet peeves that should be valid or not. Show notes where we recap, kind of wrap up some things we talked about earlier. And uh, we were discussing dad rock because (laughs) Gen Z suddenly thinks they get to determine what dad rock is. And, yeah, we're pissed about it because we don't want to get old. No one likes that. That's not necessarily my argument. uh, uh, There's a part of me that's, like, had to do this with things that I've studied and grown up, like English language. Uh, Words are fluid and change. Our most recent example being the word literally, not meaning literally anymore. Like, literally it's not. It's figuratively. You know what I mean? But, you know, so it's like uh, acceptance moving on is what I'm all about now. We grew up being told ain't ain't a word. Ain't is now a word. Yeah, and my <laughs> teachers lied and say you can't end a sentence with a preposition when, in fact, you can. Take that, biatch. What a myth. Uh, anyhow, here's uh, some TikTokers from Gen Z telling us what dad rock is now. I might not like it, but these bands are definitely considered dad rock now. Oh, somewhere between the sacred silence. Sacred silence is Uh, those songs are old. That's yes. the thing I brought up earlier is is you were if you were 18 when those came out in 2001, 2002 for some of those songs, you're now in your 40s. That's primo dad age. Yeah. But here's where I was trying to, uh, I think what I was trying to explain is that in my mind, you don't get a dislabeled dad rock because it's old. I don't think it being old means it's dad rock or dad anything. I just wrote down time plus mm. sound. Here's what Time was, plus sound is the formula. Here's a not necessarily a correction, but after looking at some other things off air and having a different point of view, you know, taking new information in. Uh, what you were referring to is considered arena rock or stadium rock, all that these types of music. Sort of, yes. Because it's considered dad rock as well. Dad rock is one of the sort of, um, it's not the official genre, but, you know, a moniker we give things. I guess layman's terms, you know, or whatever. You know how like scientists have a Latin name for a flower, and we'll call yeah. it something else. It could even be a so, s- subgenre, because yeah, that's what I, I right. think. Defining a song or artist into genres, you got to go by the primary genre. And you you heard my Chemical Romance. You label that emo. You don't label that dad rock. Yeah. Just because it's old. Now you brought up earlier, maybe we could call it dad emo. And have something I like that. I think so. Uh, dad music is probably the broader genre. Now, dad rock is more like the bands you mentioned, sort of stadium rock bands, Kiss, and well, maybe not Kiss, but you were you were having a little Eagles softer band. Might be a good when you bring yeah. up uh, arena rock. Eagles, Journey. I was I kind of mentioned Steely Dan too because those were literally things dads listen to. But to me, it's 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 a certain sound. Weezer has that sound. Dave Matthews Band has that sound. Um, it's not just be. I, I feel like why I was getting pissed is because kids these days, and I don't want to shake my fist <laughs> at them. My argument isn't about getting old and age. My argument is more about classification and fitting things into categories and genres, um, which you know I love to do because I told y'all I threw a temper tantrum and I broke down at work or at home once because. My organizer for my nails and screws, I kept having screws Ugh. and nails that wouldn't fit with 
But I, I suggest you take a deep dive on musical genres and how pretentious and argumentative everyone can be, it's and how much so my, frustrating. how much little minute like details there are in classification and in things. everything. Yeah, so I kind of. So that's t- where I was kind of not coming from initially, but now yeah. that's the stance I'm approaching here. That's stadium arena style rock. Not all of it is either, like you said, steely, you know, the softer and the. I'm just saying, man. Well, yeah, I, that's where my understanding. It can't just on your be point time. Of view is, it's got to be time plus sound. And uh, I brought up kind of half-assedly like a similar argument I've had with someone before is they said alternative rock is classic rock. And I said it's not. Alternative rock is alternative rock. Just because it's old now doesn't mean you throw it on and you hear it on classic rock stations. Doesn't mean that. Well, it's, that's, that's Classic rock is its own genre of album, album-oriented rock that came out in the 60s and 70s. Classic rock is a format. It's, it's a, not a yes. genre. Format well, a, is what radio and entertainment does to, you know, we have this sort of imaging and design and like what we, yes. ca- that's what our so yes, product cl- is. Classic rock would be the format. It would Album-oriented rock would be the genre. Stadium rock, psychedelic rock. There's even a little prog rock in there. You know what I mean? So this is just getting down into the weeds. Yeah. And we're just trying to have you fun. Can, you can classify and throw at everything. Like and yeah. when I brought up oldies too with the time thing, and oldies is also you probably oldies is more of format than yes. it is a genre, but Correct. the format of oldies because we could call classic music like the all eighteen hundreds like orchestral that's oldies or is it classical? But it, but, it is classic. But, oh, but to me, oldies. Words, what do they mean? And not just to me, but oldies is is oldies is the format that combines the genres of bubblegum pop, surf rock. Um, those songs that came out in the mid fifties to the late seventies, like that, that is an oldie sound. That is oldies is a format of those. But just you can't call it oldies because it's old. That doesn't make a song from the mid eighties an uh, an oldie song. If it sounds like bubblegum pop and surf rock, time plus sound. If it sounds like uh, a Beach Boys song in the eighties and it's now 30, 40 years old, sure, then it could be considered oldies, okay. but just because a song is old doesn't make it oldies. This like is, mm. because a song is uh, because to- a song came out thirty years ago and you're a dad now doesn't mean that that sound but you is gotta, dad rock. You gotta understand that this is your argument you're approaching from the radio person's point of view. And just classifying things. When you're arguing with someone in general who's just uh, not to sound like we're some clandestine organization, but people that don't work in radio don't look at it like that. And certainly musicians probably would because they have to consider certain things when they're making music. Well, who are we, you know? But. You know, that's not what musical genres are considered. Dad rock, I don't think, is considered one, but I could be wrong. It's usually considered arena rock, and that's sort of me being a pedantic uh, stickler for what language means. And then also getting frustrated, because you're right, because there's a different way to interpret this through the radio the, format it seems to me and through casual people, how they refer to stuff. They're straight up just using time. To me, you can't just use time on this. Well, uh, let's get let's into the real discussion. Um is Amora Angora, are they Viking rock, black metal, <laughs> or Amon Amora, sorry, uh, uh, are they Viking rock or not? Because they say they're not Viking rock, even though their songs are all about Vikings. Are they? But are hmm. they black metal? Because that would be the Norwegian, Swedish subgenre of this music. It's yeah. not dad rock, or I am not old! Where <laughs> you kids? The C.J. Morgan Show. Learning brand new things daily, including manners, responsibility, accountability, how to file taxes, how to behave in public, how to apologize. 101X.